everybody. It's Jody with our 10 minute daily devotional. Um, that is maybe not so daily right now. I'm sorry, but I hope y'all are having a great week. Um, I am having a, a pretty good week. Um, I got to, I think I told you guys, I got to see my sister this weekend, which was amazing. Hey, Jet. And, um, and I got to, um, go to the lake for a little bit for one night. So it's been a good week. So, hey, Deb. So anyways, let me open this up in prayer. Oh my gosh, you know what? If you're watching the video, I have my this cow picture behind me and I was just sitting here and realized that it looks like the cow's horns are coming from my head. I have to move. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay, sorry, I digress. Let me, let me pray for us. Dear God, thank you for today. And thank you, God, um, that we are here spending some time with you, God, in the midst of this crazy COVID world we live in and crazy just daily activities. Please help us to be able to calm our minds and think about you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. I <laughs> said you have horns. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So, um what I wanted to tell you guys today is when my sister was here, we started just, um, we were sitting on the couch and we just started going um, through songs that we like. And so, and we started playing the videos. And so I shared a few songs with her. I shared the song, um, Talking to Jesus by Elevation Worship, which I love. If you haven't heard me talk of that song, you have to go watch the video, the video Talking to Jesus by Elevation Worship. Um I played um, a Riley Clements song. Um, there's a ballerina dancer in it. I can't think of the name of it. I played the um, Dolly Parton song with King and Country, which I love. And I played um, the song that, um, which one was Which one was it? Oh, gosh, I just had it and I just lost it. Um, uh, the Cody Karn song, um, Nothing Else, which I love. And I did one more. Um, oh, Carrie Underwood's um, when she sings, "Hey Roxanne, Hey Liz, Hey CWG." Um, but when Carrie Underwood sings, "How Great Thou Art" at the Country Music Awards with Ben Skill, and I think it was like ten years ago. Um, it is starting to date itself, but that is one of my favorites of all times. And it's that specific one. Watching her sing it because she just gets so um, worshipful while she is singing and I love it. So anyways, I shared all of those with my sister and then my sister shared one with me um, that was um, the song um, Water Into Wine by Olivia Lane. Um, and there is a new TV show out there um, called The Chosen which I have not seen, but if you have not seen it, which I have not, my friend Tiffany says it is amazing and it is Bible stories. And it starts with the story of Mary Magdalene and, um, and Jesus and how Mary Magdalene had demons and all of that. And so I need to get out there and watch it. I haven't, um, haven't taken the time to do that, but um, this song by Olivia Lane about water into wine is, um, I think that's the name of the song, um, but it talks about, it's, it's from the show. And um, she talks about how, that's not the name of the song. Now i got to look it up. Um, but in the song, Olivia Lane, as she's singing it, she just talks about how, you know, God can kind of save us from anything. So um, if I look at Olivia Lane songs really quickly, Women, Woman at the Well. Sorry, I'm glad I looked it up. Woman at the Well. So look for that song. That's your homework for today is to look for the song Woman at the Well by Olivia Lane and listen to it. And it is just a really great reminder 
that no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, God always loves us and forgives us for everything. So, um, hi, Tasha. So with all of that, um, my son's um, FCA teacher this morning sent, I love it that she does this, but she sent what they are studying today. And um, I thought, oh, Liz knows the song and so does Deb. Yay. All right. So um, good. So good. And, and they've given their recommendation on it as well, that they both love it. So that's awesome. Um, okay. So this um, thing that, that Sam's FCA teacher sent out today is called How to Effectively Beat Perfectionism. How about that? Um, how many of us are perfectionists? And so I thought it would be be fun to kind of quickly go through this it's and it's I believe it's from a godly point of view you know what I didn't even look at it because I just yeah it is I thought it would be fun to kind of read through it but it says are you suffering from perfectionism and here are some some bullets do you fight the desire to do everything right do you struggle with the need to control your circumstances do you compare yourself with others do you have unreasonable expectations for yourself or the people in your life do you believe the lie that the only way to be accepted is to be perfect or close to it? If so, when did you receive that lie? As a believer in Christ Jesus, do you strive for excellence as a Christian? Do you convince yourself that you somehow, sorry, do you convince yourself that you have somehow arrived if you pray for an hour every morning spending equal time in Bible study? So if any of those bullets or if multiple of those bullets are you, then what this person is saying is that you are a perfectionist. So it says, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you just might be a perfectionist. While striving to have a flawless faith or a faultless life may originate from sincere motives, it will most likely result in fear. The obsession with being perfect can be paralyzing. And um, then it says NFL Benjamin, NFL player Benjamin Watson, which we've talked about him before, um, describes how he was trapped by performance and perfectionism and finally experienced freedom um, of his feeling, wait, sorry, and finally experienced freedom, his feelings of failure in God's grace. So I think there's a typo there, but something around um, of freedom of um, feeling, feeling a failure. By God's grace, he was do that. And there's a, a video, YouTube video here where he must talk about that. And so it says the root of perfectionism is either pride or shame. Most, most often it is both. Isn't this one of those things that sometimes you think, oh, I'm a perfectionist, you know, it's okay. And um, then all of a sudden you realize you've taken it too far. And now it's actually become a sin. My friend and I were talking about that this morning. My soap partner, she was writing about that this morning. Um, just talking about um, being not a perfectionist, but um, not wanting to accept help from others and how that can, you know, not wanting to accept help. If you take it to another level, that can be a sin as well. So um, th depending upon why you're doing that. So it's kind of interesting. It says not asking again. And one other thing, not asking people to pray for you thinking, oh, I don't need people to pray for me. I don't want to. And sometimes it's out of I don't want to burden them. That's why you think of it. But people want to pray for you, you know, people want to be able to help. So it says the root of perfectionism is either pride or shame. Most, most often it is both the toxic cycle of pride, sin, shame and blame leaves us feeling overwhelmed and hopeless. Its weight can be unbearable. Perfection admittedly declares, sorry, adamantly declares, I must be perfect to be accepted or you must be perfect to receive my approval. 
perfectionism is unsustainable. And so there are 13 slides in this, and I'm going to um, skip around a little bit just so I can finish up. But it says, um, and I want to say hi to Julie and Lauren, but it says perfectionism in God's eyes is a complete reliance on Christ in obedience to his will. So that perfectionism is good, right? To be completely reliant on Christ. Um, so perfectionism in God's eyes is a complete reliance on Christ and obedience to his will. And then it says, what does biblical perfection look like in your Christian life? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect, Matthew 5, 48. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, Colossians 3, 14. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him, 1 John 2, 5. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God, Romans 12, 2. And lastly, there is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear, because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not reached perfection in love, 1 John 4, 18. So let's pull out our journals. I'll stop there. There's more to it. But um, let's pull out our journals. And today is February 10th. Um, and what let's write down is, I, I would really like you to um, rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 from your perfectionism perspective. Some of us are not, and some of us are. And so just think about what level of perfectionism that you're at. Um, maybe write down what level of perfection, perfectionism am I? And put a number. And then think about if you're good, which is fine, which is great, or if you need to do a little work. Um, so think about that. So let's write down our praise and our prayer request. All right. Let me pray for us. Dear God, I thank you so much for this uh, lesson on perfectionism to remind us um, we wish we were perfect, but we are not. Um, and we are going to sin. And because of the fallen world that we're in, we will never be perfect. We will always sin. Um, but with your help, we can not let it get to us and eat at us. So God, we just ask that you help us to realize where we struggle in this area and where we're okay and um, where we are struggling or need to do better, that you help us through that, that you help us realize if we are doing things that um, we should be doing differently. Thank you, God, that you are there and that we can always rely on you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. I hope y'all have a great day and I hope I get to see you tomorrow. I will try and do better and be here every day. Take care. Bye.